0: My name is Dion Benninghoven and I'll be your host. Thanks for joining me. I'll show you how is a series inspired by my self-employed grandparents who raised me in a working 400 acre ranch farm in Western Montana. our day-to-day life included a never-ending cast of projects large and small and comings and goings. They showed me how to be resilient in the face of unimaginable tragedy. Not only did they survive the last great plague in 1918, they also survived two world wars, the Great Depression and Dust Bowl, the Bay of Pigs, Nixon, oil embargoes, and waves of social unrest, hippies, corrupt law enforcement, and militia streaming into our Bitterroot Valley. This podcast tells the stories of my days on the ranch, with characters like Jean and Marine Tingle, Ray Maudie, the Mackies, Ernie Buker, Jim Bailey, and me. I apologize for not publishing in episodes last week. It was the election and I have had a few audio barriers which hopefully are being addressed. On Tuesday November 17th I'm publishing my first videos to YouTube on the I'll Show You How channel. The production may be a bit rough but I have some projects that you may be interested in. From making a winter garden to butter to puff pastry, and holiday dishes and desserts, embroidered gifts, and on. I've outlined the first three weeks in the sponsor segment of this podcast. Today's two-part series is not about Ernie Bucher, though next Wednesday will be. Instead, today's episode is about a longer arc of my life. While it's short on down-home charm, it illuminates the situation that our globe now finds itself in. I've put off doing this episode, but I feel it's time to tell what started for me in 2003, or maybe 1851, 1888, 1935, or 1958, depending on how you want to look at it. Here we are in 2020 with some of these same malevolent forces metastasizing globally that haunted us in the Great Depression and before. And while we reckon with them, the cycle of poverty and suffering only continues no matter who we elect to be our champion or sworn enemy. So I'm here to say, that it really doesn't have to be this way and I dedicate this episode to all of the Trump supporters and all the Biden supporters. There are terrifying and destructive forces at play, yes. And as someone raised in a GOP family with GOP neighbors through and through with a GOP town, region, and state, I want to share my take on how you can and should use this seed change to transition those forces and improve your life. Being at the bottom of the bottom rungs is special and corporate interest can be over. I hope that you'll join me as I do my best in the telling of this. It's a doozy. But if I found my way out, you can too. Please also submit your questions and stories as a daily opportunity to move through this and on to creating a better place that rewards Prosperity, unity, rather than hate. Today's sponsor segment is by I'll Show You How. On Thursday, November 19th, I'll show you how to plan and plant a wooded garden in a small space on YouTube. My hope is that helps those of you who want to be a bit more self-sustaining and sufficient and engaged in your nutritional needs. Then on Tuesday, November 24th, I'll publish a series about making butter and what to do with it, including gluten-free pastry. I'm gluten intolerant and that's kind of ironic considering that my grandpa's family were big winter wheat farmers as well as ranchers going back to Germany. And on Tuesday November 26th I'll show you a few holiday ideas of what to do with that puff pastry just in time for the holidays. And then on into December there'll be episodes on embroidery and crochet and making some fun gifts. I hope you join us. <laughs> I remember the first time that I watched Hunt for Red October. And sure, like others my age, I was very aware of the Red Scare and the Iron Curtain. And I didn't take any of that lightly. Though, Like so many of you, I also felt that the U.S. needed to develop more effective diplomatic strategies with our enemies. Had not my experience in 2003 occurred, given how and where I was raised, I was destined to be a Trump supporter. And probably more so, but let's not get ahead of the story. One of the reasons that I was raised by my grandparents is that my father lived overseas and was an officer in the military. That in and of itself predisposed me to falling into a swirl of global intrigue that was far beyond my depth. Like many of you, I also was predisposed to support Trump due to his supposed focus on the welfare of flyover states and agriculture. See, agriculture runs deep in my family. Yes, I've spoken about my grandparents who had a 400-acre ranch farm, but that was their retirement place. Before that, my grandparents came from Idaho Falls, Idaho by way of Kansas, where we were one of the thousands of families that were starved out by the Dust Bowl that self-inflicted debacle of poor agricultural practices between 1888 and 1940. Most know of it as being in the southwestern Great Plains region of the United States when they suffered through a severe drought, but most don't really know what caused it if they even know about it at all. Little House on the Prairie has become an icon of U.S. history, but those very settlers of the semi arid grassland and treeless plains started in 1862. Our family arrived in 1888, well after Congress passing the Homestead Act. Either way, a cycle of destruction that few could fathom today was well underway. At first, settlers happily farmed their homesteaded land or grazed their cattle. Some even plowed the prairie grasses and planted dry land wheat like other families. Most were wildly successful beyond their wildest dreams. Money flowed. As often happens, though, with too much money at once, greed joined the devilish dance. Then it happened. The increased supply of wheat increased the demand for wheat products. So cattle grazing was reduced, and millions of acres were plowed and planted. All of this culminated in 1930, and the rise of nazi germany the dryland farming had systemically destroyed a majority of the prairie grasses and those that had cattle found that large areas of their grassland was actually destroyed with their overgrazing with the prairie grasses nearly gone the land was barren Not a good thing when the plains are so flat and treeless that, as my Grapta often said, your eyes could become sore looking for something on the horizon. And it became worse. Not only were farmers unable to keep seed in the ground because the soil was depleted, there was even less to slow down the strong winds which led to electrical storms, tornadoes, dust, and poverty like never seen before. My family started out, as I mentioned, in 1888. We were fairly well-to-do owners of what is now called Tallgrass National Prairie Preserve a national park, and it ended for us in 1935, losing nearly everything to the bank. Some day I may tell the tales of what my family saw and experienced during those days and thereafter, but for this episode, let me just say we headed out my grandparents to Idaho Falls on a wing and a prayer in an ailing model T, and my great uncle and aunt to White Pine, Montana. From there, my grandfather took up what he knew best on the rich soil that surrounds Idaho Falls. And by 1952, he tilled and harvested a thousand acres of dryland winter wheat each year. Then, as fate would have it, a seven-year drought hit that region, too. Even dry land wheat needs a bit of water as it germinates. So by 1957, my grandparents had had enough and struck out for Montana as well. Once resettled in the Bitterroot, my grandfather took up dryland farming again on the 80 acres of the 400-acre ranch farm that was fertile. And I was, as I was the heir apparent of the family heritage, regardless of me being female, he showed me how to dryland farm like his uncles, and their father did in Germany, which included a very effective form of green mulching, that my great-great-grandfather won awards and royal recognition for. In fact, my great-grandfather became the godson to King Wilhelm I as a result. Fast forwarding to 2003, I met a man who opened the possibilities for me to not only use my knowledge of agriculture to feed millions, but also develop the technology that my great-great-grandfather had pioneered. Yet, like all things that are too good to be true, the prize for that dance was nearly my life and that of my family. Please join me on Friday as I tell the rest of this story. I have plenty more stories of the incredible cast of characters that I grew up with, and I'll keep telling them if you stay tuned on Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Pocket Casts, Radio Public, Reddit, Anchor.fm, Overcast, Apple Podcasts, and other leading podcast platforms. One way that you can support this podcast is by sharing this content far and wide. Becoming a a patron on Patreon or signing up at Anchor.fm, I'll show you how to support. Please feel free to send me your questions and stories and I look forward to hearing from you and sharing your stories with others here as we continue this conversation for the next 15 days and beyond.